Let's get scratching. We got an explosive broadcast coming to you. Listen up. Sega games, just keep playing them. Sega! We're back. It's the Sega Bit Swing Report Show. Live. Get ready for Sega interviews and news. Hello and welcome to the first Segabit Swingin' Report show live of 2022. I'm Barry, and I'm going solo tonight. It's just a nice, chill, live show where we're going to be we. I, I, I use the royal we. We. Me. Uh, take some questions. We've got a bunch of them on Twitter. Uh, I'll take some questions from the comments here. We also have the new Sonic Encycla Speedia that we're going to be taking a look at. So um, <laughs> here I am. I'm like looking around. I'm like, did I did I set everything up right? Sometimes I don't. Like sometimes I'll come on and I'm like, oh, I didn't lower the lights. I'm like, I look albino. Uh, tonight I could have lowered it a little more. I've got like, maybe I can do this the whole time. Like, like that. Um, but yeah, thank you for jumping on. Um, if you guys are seeing any video issues, uh, let me know. Um, but if I'm coming in clear, I'm coming in clear. But enough with that. Like, this isn't like the IT show. Come on. Uh, it's the Swing and Report show live. So for 2022, we got some exciting episodes coming up. We are going to have Sonic Yoda of Sega Driven coming on for the show. Um, we've had people in the past from like... Sega fan sites come on, but I, he's coming on at a very interesting time for Sega fan sites because as as I speak, as we record, to my knowledge, there are only two Sega fan sites left. There is Sega Bits, and there is Sega Driven. And I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe there's someone out there, but like people who are like still at it, posting news with the Twitter accounts and doing the YouTube videos. I mean, outside of that, it's a lot of Sonic fan sites. Uh, nothing wrong with that. Um, but yeah, it's just... I've been at this for over 10 years now. And it's kind of sad. Like, I kind of miss the, the, the rivalries. And I miss the... Um, I miss the rivalries. But maybe we all got older, so we stopped being so, like, shitty to each other. Um, man, the stories I could tell. But uh, yeah, I'm seeing lots of comments about my sweater. This was actually a Secret Santa gift <laughs> to me. Um, I also got a Slimer shirt underneath it. But yeah, it, it was a Star Wars-themed Secret Santa. Oh, look what they gave me, though. So they they gave me a lot of Ghostbusters stuff. Um, they gave me this. And the joke about this is I, we have, like, a, a Facebook chat, and I will constantly talk about Ghostbusters Afterlife or complain about the 2016 Ghostbusters, so I think it was kind of a joke being like, hey, if you talk about Ghostbusters so much in our Star Wars chat, maybe you're going to get Ghostbusters stuff for Secret Santa. And I got a patty from the 2016 Ghostbusters. It's the only Funko Pop I have ever owned. Um, I don't want to own anymore. Um, but anyway, back to the Sega fan sites thing. Yes, I I do know that Radio Sega is out there. I just I never have really viewed it as like a blog news site. It always felt more like, I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it, it always felt more like a, a Sega radio station. I don't know, but the point I was getting at was that there are so many Sega magazines out there now, like fan magazines. Um, there was, uh, for a time, Mega Visions, but they're now going, like, general gaming. And to be quite honest, like, if I'm open about it, I think they're doing a really bad job at uh, their their output. Um, I took a look, and they, like, promised six issues a year or something like that. And they've done maybe six issues over, like, three years. It's, I mean, I'm surprised they have people supporting them, unfortunately. Um, but then there's a few other magazines out there, too. And I guess what kind of... I don't know. I don't want to say it irks me. It doesn't really bother me. But, like, they don't really talk to us. They don't reach out to, like, the Sega fan sites to be like, hey, do you want to check out a PDF of what we're all about? Like, I'm not asking them to send a physical one. But, I don't know. Like, if you guys want to get your name out there, maybe reach out to the number one Sega fan site on the internet. Anyway, enough tooting my own horn. 
Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, I'll throw this little Ghostbusters mention out there. Yeah, we, we have a Segabits Discord. You can join it. Um, and uh, we, we talk about stuff besides Sega, and we were talking about Ghostbusters Afterlife not too long ago. Also, yes, uh, Megavisions is another fan site. However, they were originally Sega nerds, and then they became Megavisions, and then they kind of just canceled their... Uh, I don't know what they did. It's just, it's all murky to me. I don't know. Um, but let's get into the meat and potatoes of the show. So I threw this out. And I was asking people, uh, what are your burning Sega questions? Sound off, and we will answer them on an upcoming live show. Well, we is here, it's me. And uh, what we are going to be answering, and I'll, I'll answer all of them. So let's blow through these. Um, <laughs> I, I say that, that sounds nasty, I don't know. Let's let's burn through these, I don't know. Um, <laughs> here I am trying to... So Gay Ass <laughs> says to us... Um, when is Jet Set Radio 3? Impossible question for anyone to answer apart from Sega themselves. Well, yeah, absolutely. We we aren't Sega. Um, but what we can say is that there are no immediate plans for a third Jet Set Radio. However, um, I, I do know that the designer for Jet Set Radio, like the character designer, he is no longer with the company However, other key staff members are, but they are either in leadership roles where it really seems like it's not their focus anymore to make sequels of Jet Set Radio, or they are working on other projects like Yakuza, Lost Judgment, uh, Mario and Sonic games. Um, you know, the whole his history of Smilebit is really interesting. Uh, I kind of think of myself as kind of like, a, I guess I'm like a self-proclaimed uh, Jet Set Radio Smilebit Expert. If you've checked out, actually, well, you can't check it out because it's releasing to the public tomorrow. But if you're on our Patreon, we have a Gun Valkyrie Sega Talk episode that just launched. And on that one, um, a lot of the articles we cite are actually articles I wrote myself because not many people talk about um, Gun Valkyrie uh, Smilebit game. But yeah, as far as Jet Set Radio, it's just, it's it's kind of like. It's there. It seems like it's a uh, IP that Sega is happy to merchandise. I mean, I don't think it's it's top tier for them right now, though. But it's definitely like in their portfolio of Dreamcast era games that they are more than happy to. I don't want to say exploit, but like create content for, um, like on the Sega Shop or in crossover games. Like it's obviously a very popular game when it comes to the All-Star and Superstars games, but we haven't seen those for a long time. Um, so, I mean, I, I guess if I can be positive, the fact that Jet Set Radio is still on Sega's mind in terms of um, merchandise and crossovers, that's a good thing. Uh, as far as the sequel, though, I honestly feel like unless Sega themselves are like, they see value in bringing a third game out, um, or if some of the people behind the the Jet Set Radio games are like, look, I'm in a position of leadership. I'm going to make, or I'm going to push to make a third game. I don't really, I don't really know if I see it happening. Um, gay ass here <laughs> does say, um, I, I told him to expand on that. He says in what way, but then after saying in what way, he does actually expand on that. Um, and, uh, oh, and there is a comment here. I will get to that. Um, Bomb Rush Cyberfunk. Uh, is a game that's coming out soon. Um, uh, Hideki Naganuma, right? Man, I just blanked. Hideki, yeah. Um, he is doing some tracks for it. But I, I will say as like a, a huge Jet Set Radio fanboy and Smilebit fan, it's not a Jet Set Radio game. It's, it's, it's a fan game that is made in the spirit of Jet Set Radio. I, I'm not trying to, you know, belittle them or, or make you know, say anything negative about them. I'm really looking forward to the game, but I guess my point is is that I, I don't think we should rush to, like, point to something as being, like, that's a Jet Set Radio game when there's absolutely no creatives behind it from Sega. Um, it's a pure fan work, and we should appreciate, appreciate it for that and not act like it's, you know, the third game in the franchise. That's why we need to keep bothering Sega 
to make a third game. Um, but when I did uh, press gay ass to give me some uh, expansion on that, um, he actually did have a lot of ideas. So Spider-Verse-like movie done by Sony. I don't think that's happening. They have the Spider-Verse. I don't know why they would do that. A VR game. I could see... You know what I'd like to see? I'd like to see a Sega VR compilation like the Superstars or All-Stars game do a VR game. I mean, Superstars began as a uh, PlayStation Move. No, PlayStation Eye game. Eye toy, if you remember that. And it was... um, I don't think Jet Set Radio was on it, but a lot of other Sega franchises were. Um... I could see maybe like a first-person VR Jet Set Radio like mini game. I don't want them to go all out and like waste the resources on a VR first-person game. Um, a third game, yeah, most definitely. Like I said, I'd love to see it, but it really depends on the powers that be and I think internal focus group testing to see if it's a viable option for them. Um, online multiplayer game. Now, I always felt that Jet Set Radio Future was going to be an online multiplayer game when I bought it. And then I played it, and I was like, oh, it's local multiplayer. I I feel like that was a missed opportunity for them. They really could have pushed the Xbox Live and had an online, like, component to the game. Um, I like the idea of that, that, what was it, murder ball? Whatever the sport was that they played. I I think murder ball is actually wheelchair rugby, now that I say that. Um, But death ball? Someone someone correct me. but I, I really had wished that they expanded that and maybe made like a city mode where you could play with friends locally and online, but they never did that. They even said they were going to do that with Crazy Taxi 3 on the Xbox, and they never did that. Um, a future remaster or Ollie King remaster. Now, this is a big one. I think if we're going to have Sega do one thing with the Jet Set Radio brand, it is remaster Jet Set Radio Future. Do all you can to get the soundtrack as intact as possible. If it means having, I don't know, uh, Hideki or um, T. Lopes or new artists come in and do new music to just kind of fill out the soundtrack for some of the missing tracks, do it. Because Jet Set Radio Future is a fantastic game, and it's just it's so unfortunate that it's like... I, I wouldn't say forgotten, because people are still asking for it, but it's... At this point, the only way you can really play it is if you go pick up a Xbox or Xbox 360 or maybe emulate it, though I don't know how good the emulation is uh, on that game. Um, Ollie King Remaster. I actually have played Ollie King. I will say that having played it, it's not that great a game. It has all the visuals and sounds of Jet Set Radio, but it is not a Jet Set Radio game. It just kind of looks like one, but it plays just like you're kind of you know, typical uh, downhill skateboarding game. Uh, There's tons of these. Um, I say tons, probably dozens maybe uh, in arcades. And I feel like when you play one, you kind of played them all. Ollie King is interesting just because it looks like a Jet Set Radio game, but when all is said and done, it's just kind of a mediocre downhill skateboarding game. Um, I... I'm seeing here, too, like a Jet Set Radio, Jet Set Radio Future, Ollie King 3-pack. Honestly, I would ditch Ollie King. It's not To me, it doesn't really seem like a game in the Smile Bit canon. I would really more point towards uh, Gun Valkyrie, Panzer Dragoon Orta, um, and make it a 4-pack. Do like a Smile Bit collection where you have uh, four of their biggest games like that. I think that would be awesome. Um, more figures. I think we could definitely see a gum figure in the near future. Uh, they had a beat action figure not too long ago. Um, also mentions vinyls. I think vinyl releases are definitely possible, especially if you cherry pick songs that you can put onto vinyl. I know, again, uh, Hideki Naganuma, um, his music is something that Sega has re-released recently. So it's not like uh, it's completely... Um, out of reach for them. I think once you start getting into more of the Jet Set Radio um, licensed music, Jet Set Radio Future, especially with the... um, And man, I'm blanking on their name. I I write lots of articles about them. The Latch Brothers. Um, I think right there you have to start dealing with Grand Grand Royale Records, which is the Beastie Boys, and one of them has died, so 
there's probably some complications there. Um, a Fortnite collaboration. Unfortunately, I could see that happening. <laughs> uh, Splatoon collaboration. Little, little too on the nose. I don't really think Splatoon does collaborations. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know. Um, Game, Game Boy Advance Jet Set Radio Remaster. I actually would love to see... It's actually a, a pretty great game, the Jet Set Radio Game Boy Advance game. It's a uh, three-quarter overhead view. Um, definitely worth checking out, though there are some very difficult parts. Uh, I am definitely thinking of um, the yo-yo race. It's almost impossible. So, you know, I, I think a compilation of Sega Game Boy Advance games would be really awesome. They could start doing the volume releases like um, the Neo Geo Pocket, Pocket Color has been doing. I think that would definitely be doable. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, he says all these things could be done, or some of them, for two twenty two. 2022 i don't think that's gonna happen dude like that's they they should have been planning this for months and i honestly don't think sega cares about anniversary dates um again people asking for jet set radio future ports we have mads here um joining gay ass in asking for uh jet set radio future um coops but coops trademarked but control uh, says, do you think that Sonic Frontiers will actually be good? I mean, it's impossible to say. Uh, that actually makes me think that they don't think it's going to be good. I saw a lot of um, drama today about Sonic looking similar to his pose in Forces. And I'll be honest, I could give a shit. I don't care. Like... Wow, Sonic's model is the same model as in Forces. Well, first off, we're probably looking at, you know, beta screenshots where they're just reusing assets that they have before they go in and make, you know, different stances, different animations, different models. Who knows? But like, really, that's what you're bo- that's what you're worried about is that they reuse a model from Sonic Forces. Like, who cares? What a what a waste of time. Um, but as far as Sonic Frontiers, I am cautiously optimistic. Uh, Sonic Frontiers, or Sonic Forces came at a time when there was a lot of uh, leadership at Sega changing things up. Uh, a lot of key decision makers that are there now were not there at the time. And so I think Forces was kind of one of the last games of that older era And now we have Frontiers, which is coming like, what, four or five years after that. And we've had such a huge shakeup in staff. We've had had such a huge shakeup in game quality. So it would surprise me if they did not take lessons learned with um, the Yakuza games and and Super Monkey Ball and applied them to the Sonic brand. And I I think we're seeing that with the delay, um, which I'm thankful they never really... I mean, they did say it was delayed, but that was after the fact that we already knew it was coming in 2022. So it's like, at least they didn't promise a 2021 release date and then delay it from there. Um, let's see. Uh, Addy Trahodo, Trahono, whatever, um, says Sega Ninjas comeback? I have no idea what that is. Any idea making Virtual City Police Department? I don't know. I don't know. Sure, I don't know. I guess you're talking about like Virtual Cop. I mean, Virtual City Police Department. Uh, we've got a question here in the chat. It says, who's excited for the Astro City Mini V? Uh, I am, and I've actually, I've ordered it. Um, I've got a little stool ready that I can sit on and play. I've got my um, original one sitting here. And I'm looking forward to it. I think it was an awesome idea it's a very easy, uh, at least like hardware-wise, they're just rotating the screen and then I'm assuming changing the menu system up to accommodate for that. Um, looking forward to that. I completely forgot when it's coming out. Um, we also have uh, Awesome King is back. Hi, your favorite Sega games. I would say Sonic the Hedgehog 2... Uh, Jet Set Radio, Jet Set Radio Future, Sonic Generations, Shenmue, Shenmue 2, um, big fan of Streets of Rage 2, uh, Master System games? I 
can't really think of any Master System games I would say I love, but I, I do really enjoy like Fantasy Zone. I think that's a really fun game. Um, let's see. Let's hop back in because I think we're getting to a big one here with this, uh, the Twitter questions. So, wait, how do I remove this? There we go. All right. Um, how many Sega games can be linked to the same universe? And I, I was excited for this one, and I kind of named the episode after it as though I'm like going to talk for 30 minutes about a shared Sega universe, which I'm not going to. But as I take a drink, um, that's an interesting question because there was a plan to have, or I shouldn't say a plan, it was a pitch, uh, to have several Sega games remade and remastered and they all connected. And I believe the Golden Axe game that came out for April Fool's, which was called Golden Axed, was a part of that. Um, I'm blanking on the name of the shared universe, but basically the idea was is that Golden Axe would be the past, uh, Streets of Rage would be like kind of the present or the 80s, and and all of these other Sega games, Altered Beast, um, basically anything but Sonic, I think, would connect. And I thought it was a really interesting idea. The problem is, is that a lot of the games, I think, probably were lacking in quality. I also wonder how well that shared universe would have been implemented. Just because, like, what do you... I, I guess you could have something where, like, you're playing the Golden Axe one and, like, you defeat... Uh, Death Adder and then like he is revived and he helps um, the villain in like a new Streets of Rage game like I guess that would be kind of cool but then you're also committing yourself to a ton of re-releases and remasters and you have to have teams working in tandem to have a shared plot line Um, but as far as things that actually released I mean you could look to the All-Stars and Superstars games if you were to see them as their own canon, that basically connects just about every Sega franchise. Um, but since there's no story mode there, then I would turn to uh, Sega Heroes, which actually did have a story mode and did connect dozens of Sega franchises and universes. And then when you take into account um, Project Cross Zone, that one had some of those characters shared. And so you could really connect... If you just took Sega Heroes... And Project Cross Zone 1 and 2, right there you have probably one of the largest like shared universes. If you consider like Rio in, in Sega Heroes and Rio in um, <laughs> Project Cross Zone to, to be like the same Rio. Uh, Rio Hazuki from Shenmue. Um, expanding from there, there is the uh, Worlds Collide and Worlds Unite. Uh, Archie Comics, Sonic, and Mega Man crossovers. The first one, which was Worlds Collide, was just Sonic and Mega Man. And then they expanded from there with Worlds Unite, bringing in tons of um, Sega and I believe Capcom franchises. And we had uh, Alex Kidd. We had, uh, I believe, Jet Set Radio. We had, I believe, Skies of Arcadia. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, So right there, you, you could see that there's a possibility there for a shared universe. I guess the question is, like, which canon are we looking at? I saw a funny meme uh, the other day where it was, like, Sonic fans, and it had all of these different, like, canons, and then it had Mario fans, and it was just, like, Mario. And a part of me really wishes that's how simple Sonic was, but I also kind of enjoy all these, like, different Sonic universes, and then looking at how all of those have their own interesting connections to each other and to other Sega franchises... Um. Yeah, so I, I mean, how many Sega games can be linked to the same universe? I think every single Sega game can be linked to the same universe because you just have to look to Sega Gaga, which is like almost like a um, Roger Rabbit sort of take on video games where Sonic and Alex Kidd are like real, but they're video game companies making their games. Um And then, like I said, you just tie that in with Project Cross Zone, um, Sega Heroes, uh, expand that to maybe the Archie canon, because the Archie canon does exist in a multiverse where the Sonic game canon does exist somewhere. I don't think they ever really crossed over with it, but they have had stories taking place in the game canon. So really, I, I think Sonic is the key, and then if you just take 
uh, Sega Heroes and Project Cross Zone. That's where you're going to find the largest connective Sega universe. Um, I think on screen, they will not be doing it, but I think it's very interesting that there's talk of a Yakuza film. Uh, we already have a Sonic film. So, you know, they could do like little nods maybe, but I don't think we're going to see like uh, an MCU, like a Sega MCU. Um, seeing in the chat here, we have some comments. Uh, with Streets of Rage, Wonder Boy, and Alex Kidd all getting licensed to small studios, what other Sega game would you want? Well, I was just talking about Jet Set Radio, and a part of me does think that it would have been smart of Sega to license out the Jet Set Radio brand and have um, Bomb Rush Cyberfunk be a Jet Set Radio 3. But on the other hand, I really want to see what Sega has up their sleeves from the original creators for such a game. Um, so I, I think I, I would probably want to see another fantasy zone, like a true fantasy zone sequel made by M2. I think that would be extremely awesome. Um, I'd also like to see M2 working on more, they're not demakes, but they're not remakes, where they take an existing Master System game and then they bring it into arcades. Uh, they did that with Fantasy Zone 2W, which I think is a fantastic... It was one of my favorite games of the year when it released. Um, so I, I'd really like to see them do that. I I think give M2 more opportunities to play around with Sega franchises. Um, I'd also like to see a Streets of Rage 5 being announced um, I think that would be really cool to uh, see them expanding on that. Um, we have Corey Maru. He says, uh, I felt that Virtua Cop series was going to have a shared universe with the Virtua Fighter series and numerous cameos through the uh, VC games. Yeah, I, I always wondered why they didn't do like a shared Virtua, like, like I mean, well, they did with... Um, Fighters Mega Mix, but I, I kind of wanted them to expand on that and keep that going. Maybe do a Fighters Sega Mix where you bring in all of the Virtua characters and the um, AM2 characters and the Sonic and Sega characters and just go all out. Like the, the mere fact that Sega kind of let Nintendo run with the Smash Brothers franchise for so long when Sega themselves really pioneered kart racing with Power Drift and. Um, console platformer or console fighter team-ups with uh, fighters mega mix but then they let nintendo like just do their own thing um i think it's a shame i, I think sega really missed an opportunity there um i i agree with dr scottnick i hope they bring toby Maguire into sonic frontiers i think that would be great i think he should just casually walk out of a hole and uh <laughs> just be there um, speaking of Tobey Maguire, I recently watched a fantastic edit where it was um, uh, Peter Parker goes on uh, Family Feud and he like um, beats up Steve Harvey. It's fantastic. If you can look that up and watch it on your own time, uh, very good. It made my day. Um, they, they do like, uh, name something in your house that creaks. And he goes, this damn door made me laugh. Um one more here, and then we'll jump back into the Twitter questions. Awesome King says, My favorite Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transformed, and Skies of Arcadia, and Samba de Amigo, and Virtua Fighter. Those are great picks, actually. I would say All-Stars Racing Transformed was one of the best, like, high-quality games uh, Sega has. I mean, Sega and Sumo made it, but Sega did a lot of overseeing. Probably one of the highest-quality games in the past decade. I'd say that in Generations, and then some of the Yakuza titles, for sure. Um, I would love to see another Skies of Arcadia, too. And I think Samba de Amigo really needs to see a release on the uh, Switch. I think now that we have these little pads, or whatever you call these things, Joy-Cons, I think they could really perfect the um, the shaking mechanism. I think that would be really cool. But c'est la vie, c'est la vie. Um, other Twitter questions we have here. Why can we not get Saturn remakes or ports? So many games stuck on that console. I believe, I do believe Sega's telling the truth when they say that they have lost the source code for several Saturn games. And I say this because I visited the Sega offices um, uh, well after Saturn. Like this was um, 2016 or 17. Wait, do I have that right? Yeah. And it was like 
kind of sloppy there. I don't know. Like, they brought out a lot of cool things, but I'm like, wow, these things are just, like, in your archives. They look super rare, but why aren't these things, like, kept, you know, like, keep, take care of it a little better? Uh, When they moved offices, like, people who were quit or fired would just, like, take things. And it's like, what what is here? What discs are you taking? Like, I hope you're not taking any Saturn source codes or, or development uh, materials or something but that's what happens like once a game's out a game's out and i think at that time with the saturn um they weren't really thinking of remakes or remasters they were just kind of moving on to the next project and so i think it's partially that and i think it's partially um i think sega sees a lot of saturn games as failures and they don't see the value in re-releasing them or remastering them if they can i i think um, two, that it's probably difficult for them to port those games. Uh, I know it's it's possible, but I think they just, again, they look at the work that's involved and they realize that they just don't really feel like it's uh, in their best interest financially to put the money into remastering these games. And it's unfortunate because I would say just off the top of my head, um, Panzer Dragoon... Saga, absolutely. I think they could make so much money if they remade or ported, just straight ported that game. Um, I think they're doing the right thing with the uh, Panzer Dragoon um, 1 and 2 uh, remasters, remakes that they're doing. However, I wish they would release them in a better state because I know when they came out there was a lot of issues and it wasn't until you know a few months later that they had um, kind of perfected the game. Um, I'm also a little iffy on the House of the Dead remake. Um, I know that is, I mean, it's an arcade game, but it was also a Saturn game. And I don't know how they're going to do the light gun thing. Like, maybe they are going to do something interesting with the Joy-Con. If anyone's heard about what their plans are for a light gun game on the Switch and modern consoles, let me know. But right now, I don't know what they're going to do. Like, I don't want to move around the D-pad or something. And have a little, um, what is it called, a ret- retricule? reticule on the screen, like shooting things. It's so boring, so lame. Um, Captain Kamiyama says, What old random Sega series would make for the best surprise comeback for 2022? Uh, would love Dayton- Daytona USA or Sega Rally or even Sonic the Fighters 2? Um, Daytona USA actually had a new game not too long ago. I played Daytona USA Championship, I think it's called. It was originally called Daytona USA 3. It looked cool. I think um, a nice little surprise would be to have games like arcade games like that come to consoles. I don't think they're going to lose any money at arcades if people are able to play the new remastered uh, Daytona title. Um, As far as a surprise comeback in 2022... Jet Set Radio, I think, would be my pick. I think that would be really cool uh, to have that franchise make a comeback. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Like They've done so many recently that a lot of the ones coming to mind actually have recent sequels. Like uh, Space Channel 5 had a VR game. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't know, maybe like Fantasy Zone 3 <laughs> or something. Um but yeah, I, I think Jet Set Radio would be the biggest surprise comeback just because of how much people want that game. Um, who knows? Who knows? Maybe Bomb Rush uh, Cyberfunk will be suddenly canceled. And we're like, why'd they cancel it? And then they come out with like Jet Set Radio 3, like reskinned or something. I don't know. Um, it, Connor Boyd says, is Vector Man an alternative universe version of WALL-E? Um, sure. Yeah. Uh, Boost says, Jet Set Radio 3, enough said. Okay, well, we've talked about that enough. Um, Sky Dimension says, will Rystar ever wake up again from her eternal sleep? Is Rystar a girl? To be able to, oh, to be able to save his universe again? Oh, and then someone replied, Rystar is male. And they did that little, like, mm, face. Um, I don't think so. Well, Rystar did wake up. Rister? Rystar? Uh, because Rystar was the flagman in uh, All Stars Racing. So there you go. Will Jetset Radio and Knights ever come back? I think mm, I think Knights is more possible than Jetset Radio, just because Azuka is in the role he's in. Um, 
I don't know, though. I, I mean, Knights had a remaster at the same time that Jet Set Radio did. So it's almost like those two franchises have had their latest and greatest, I guess, game, if you can consider like a remaster, a new game release, around the same time. So they're kind of neck and neck with uh, coming back again. I do feel, though, that Jet Set Radio has a lot more merchandise right now than Knights. So you can look to the merch, and maybe that'll give you an idea. Uh, yeah. Of what to what to do. We also have um, someone not wearing their mask. Doctor Scottnick is listening to this on a bus. Um, man got on the bus with a beach towel around his neck. <laughs> yeah, I was um, I was at Disney World over Christmas, and I know people are going, "Oh my god!" Yeah, we were masked up like ninety percent of the time. There were pe- people. I can't do it because I got my earphones on, but they were just pulling their T-shirt over their nose, and I'm like, it's not like. It's not like when you go into a fancy fancy restaurant and they say, oh, you have to wear a, a, a suit. Here, take one of these rental sport coats so at least you look a little nice. Like, that's not what a face mask is. A face mask is not like uh, a, a, a courtesy like that. Like, it actually has a function. So I think it's funny when people are using something that absolutely does not work just so that they can have the guise of following the rules. I think that's funny. And stupid, too. Um... What is this one? I, I can't think of anything. Well, then don't reply. Jet Set Radio 3, uh, again. And someone says, Summer 2022. Will you ever make a new Echo the Dolphin game? Yes, I will. I alone will be making a new Echo the Dolphin. No. Um, the creator of Echo the Dolphin, though, um, I am not going to say his name because I always butcher it. He, not too long ago, did a, I believe, a Kickstarter project for a game that was like a mobile phone echo game it never got off the ground sega never really gave the thumbs up for it so i I feel like the balls in his court i think it's one of it might be one of those franchises where sega owns the rights to the games they made but i think the 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 character and situations and everything themselves are property of the original creator just like uh, toe jam and earl so I, I think if we do do see a new Echo game, it's not going to be from Sega, and that's fine because, again, it's not a focus for them. Echo had its time and place. I just don't see it as a franchise that Sega's going to want to continually revisit. Um, this alternative said Afterburner? Sure, yeah. Uh, yes, Afterburner. Yes to that. World's best Sonic fan said, What is Sonic Force's primary demographic, i.e., who is the game being made for primarily? I think I don't know who the, why they're talking about Sonic Forces. Maybe they're talking about um, Sonic Frontiers because they both have like, is that what we're calling it? I just had a total brain fart and just forgot what. Yeah, it's Sonic Frontiers, right? It's not like Sonic Mother Nature or something. Um, who is the demographic? I don't know. Like people who like video games, I don't have a problem with that. I didn't look at uh, Breath of the Wild and go, who is this for? It it very clearly is a game that I think a lot of people will enjoy it's not it i will yeah i do get though that it's not like a super kitty looking sonic game but i think that's good i think it looks a little more i don't know it, it seems a little more anime-ish which i think sonic 2006 kind of felt um but yeah i mean who is the demographic i think once we start seeing more advertising for it we will get a better sense of who they're trying to target but right now i'm, I'm assuming it's going to be all ages with a focus maybe on uh, teens and young adults, people who spend a lot of time playing video games. Um, we have Luff, Luffink saying, why did they stop doing All-Star Superstars games after tennis and racing? Why not keep it up? All-Star Brawl, All-Night All Dancing, Superstar Beach Volleyball. Um, I, I've asked that myself, and I don't know the answer to it. I do know for a while, though, Sega had planned to have basically three types of Sonic games. You would be getting your main series Sonic game. You would be getting your Sonic the Hedgehog 4 episode whatever. And then you would be getting your transformed like racing game. And they actually kept that up for a few years. And I think they planned to do it for a longer period of time. But something happened. Maybe they... Sumo Digital just got too busy... And so they had to go a few years without working with them. And when they came back, Sega really felt like a focus should be on a Sonic-only racing game, 
which personally I think was kind of a missed opportunity. I think if you are going to have Sumo do an all-Sonic racing game, what you should be doing is you should be really focusing on the Sonic franchise and really exploit that. The fact that every single Sonic character is not playable in uh, Sonic Team Sonic Racing is a misstep. I mean, there's more playable Sonic characters in Sonic Freeriders than there is in <laughs> Team Sonic Racing, which is kind of a joke. Um, but yeah, as far as like the, the Sega... Sega-wide All-Star Superstars games, I definitely think it was a mistake to um, not continue that. I think it's been far too long. Um, and I don't really know what their next plan would be. I, I think a fighting game would be really cool. But then would people be comparing it to all of the other fighting games that are coming out now, like Nintendo Brawl and Super Smash Brothers? So, who knows? Um, Roby says, Do you guys like Angry Birds? I don't know. I don't really have an opinion on Angry Birds. Uh, it's fine. I mean, it was an okay, <laughs> an okay uh, time waster. I think it's weird that it's like a fully, f- fully fleshed out like franchise now. I think that's really strange. It has movies. I don't know how you make a movie about Angry Birds. Then again, I don't know how you make a movie about like emojis. But they did it. The crazy bastards at Sony did it. So, you know. Sugar Rush Games says, Will Sonic 1 be ported to other platforms, or do we have to buy a Tesla to play it? You have to buy a Tesla. I'm sorry. Uh, James Kulik says, How the hell did they just straight up lose the source code? He must be drunk. For Panzer Dragoon Saga, preventing a re-release. It's not like a set of car keys. How do you misplace a source code? I mean, you heard what I was saying. Like... I don't think at the time during the Saturn that game development was really all that organized. I think they were making shit and moving on to the next project. And when there was a reshuffling, new mem- new leadership coming in, new studios being created, I don't think they were saying, okay, let's, let's take everything that we worked on, back it up, put it on some discs here, let's keep this nice and safe, put it in an archival vault. I think they're doing that now. I don't think there's ever a chance that they're going to go, oh, we lost the source code for Sonic Forces, though I think some people who don't like that game are hoping they lose the source code for it. But back then, I think it was just shitty management, shitty uh, inability to really back up your work. I mean, hell, I'm a graphic designer. I've worked on stuff a year ago, and I lost the files. So what's that tell you about me? Um, We have Ray of Sunshine. Why did Sega sell visual concepts? I mean, didn't these games sell well, especially to the normies or casual players. Well, what you need to remember, Ray of Sunshine, is that at the time that Sega was really pumping out those visual concepts games, they were supporting a console. And when you support a console, you need to have several different um, genres represented. And the, the strength of Sega was that they could do that. They could release just about any type of game under their own development teams and put it out there for their for their console. And once the Dreamcast uh, came and went, it really was not in Sega's best interest anymore to be making every single type of game imaginable. They didn't need to make... Basically, Sega, I think, slowly realized they don't need to make platformers, racing games, fighting games, um, RPGs, adventure games, sports games... Did I say racing games? They made a lot of racing games. Um, And so I think after a few years, they kind of realized that do they want to be in the business of competing with like Madden and uh, whatever the new um, basketball games are? Or did they want to focus on their own uh, franchises, their own IPs that they own? And so I think it made a lot of sense, excuse me, for Sega to divest themselves of visual concepts and let them go about their business just because of that like you kind of see them petering off with the um, sports games I think they realized that to to wine and dine these um, companies and say like hey can we have the NFL license or the uh, NBA license was something they just didn't see a reason to you know be doing so it's unfortunate because I think visual concepts did make some really 
interesting titles outside of the sports games. Um, there is a fantastic uh, article or interview I did with um, Brian Silva, I believe. Um, let me bring it up here just so I can remind myself. I've actually uh, referenced this a lot here. But yeah, you can see it here on the screen share. So um, back in 2015, I actually interviewed um, a former employee of Visual Concepts. It was Brian Silva. He worked on Bubsy, Bubsy 2, Floygan Brothers, Hydro Thunder, H2 Overdrive, and he's worked at Accolade, Visual Concepts, Midway, Blizzard Entertainment, and Specular Interactive. A uh, little fun fact, he is the original voice of Bubsy. He is also the voice that you hear when it goes, Hydro Thunder, choose your, you know, Midway, damn the torpedoes. Like, that's him. And he also voiced Mr. Freeze in that Batman arcade game that's playable right now. So it's just, it's interesting. But in, in any case, like, really, Visual Concepts was the sports games company. And they were just people that happened to work there who were pitching ideas for other games like uh, Floygan Brothers, Ooga Booga. So, you know, I I think they were lucky to make the games they made outside of the sports games. But, yeah, yeah, you know. Um, and I'm not a huge uh, sports games aficionado, but I do know, as Backyard Tardis is saying here in the comments, um, that the 2K brand is the top basketball game. Yeah, that I mean, I think it's really great that 2K continued in some form and that we're still seeing games from them. I, is Visual Concepts still a name, or did they change it completely? I don't know, but yeah. That's 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 that. That's that for the questions. So now we are going to switch. Well, I hope my phone doesn't die, but we are going to switch over to the remote camera. Do you guys like remote cameras? Well, I do. Let's see. If you can still hear my voice. Here we go, folks. We're going to do a little <laughs> unboxing. This will be fun. So I just got this in the mail, and I thought it would be fun to just take a quick look at it with you guys. Uh, this is the Sonic the Hedgehog Encyclopedia, and this is the deluxe version. Now, this book's been out for uh, about a month, like the standard edition. It's super heavy, and there's two things inside here, so I'm just going to take them out. Uh, the first thing is the book, but I'm going to hold off on that. So we've got this really cool art print of Sonic and Eggman kind of facing off. It's uh, from Yukawa, and I'm glad I got this because I missed out on those art prints that were going up for sale not too long ago for the 30th anniversary, but this one comes with it. It's cute. It's nice. I like it. Now, this book, though, I don't know how I feel about it because it it's cool, I guess, right? Like, I don't know. What I find strange about this book is it really just feels like a Wikipedia article placed inside of a book. Like a bunch of Wikipedia articles, but officially released, so now we can like point to them and say, "Oh, look, this fact is actually accurate," even though Sega was using fan-made wikis to kind of like, I guess, create some of this content. Um, what I like about it is how concise it is. Like it covers just about every game, and it goes through all the stages, all the enemies. But what I don't like about it, I guess, is that it almost feels just like a truncated uh, guidebook, like a game walkthrough. Um, I was kind of hoping there would be a little more in terms of like tying the games together as, uh, you know, like one large franchise, maybe have a section on the lore and being like, here's the new official backstory for Sonic through, you know, the Genesis game, something like that. Give us a little more uh, exclusive content rather than just like straight up like, you know, Fang is from Sonic Triple Trouble. And then people go, oh, they call him Fang now. That's official. I mean, it was always official. Um, but I don't mean to be down on this. I think overall it's a pretty great book. Um, it's nice now to turn to an official document from Sega uh, as a source for something rather than relying on a fan wiki that may or may not be inaccurate. But then the problem is if this is inaccurate, it's because they were probably citing a fan wiki. Um, I do know, uh, it was mentioned here in the comments, I see that David from Sonic Retro is in the book. He helped out a lot. David is a fantastic guy. I used to do a podcast 
podcast with him, uh, a Sonic Boom podcast. It lasted about three episodes, and we were uh, good internet friends for quite some time. Um, no falling out. We just got busy with our own lives and haven't really kept in touch. But, uh, you know, if there's one guy who I wish lived, like, in my same city, it would be David. I think we would be the best of friends. And I, I have fanfics about us hanging out and just doing stuff and walking around and walking down the street and people go, wow, look at that. It's the Sagabits and Sonic Retro guy. They're best friends. Uh, but that didn't happen. Um, what I, a complaint I have is there's lots of just like grids, grids, grids. Oh, cool. Lots of grids. Um, I kind of wish it was more like, a. I wish there was more of this, like you could read through, like maybe write out some of this information about the stages rather than just saying like stage one, Lost Valley, characters, Sonic. Like, I don't really know how that's helpful. I did laugh though, because you get towards the end of the book, it's just like grids after grid. Like, look at this. Ah, oh, cool. Grids. That's cool. Oh, look at this. It's the, the most exciting content you can read. Look at that. Wow. Um, but again, I, I don't mean to be down on the book. I think it's uh, it's got a little flip book here in the corner, too. You can see Sonic tapping his foot. Um, it's well worth picking up. I would say get this edition over the other one just because you get the same content, but you get a little bit more. Um, but I, I think what really would have pushed this to the next level would be some Japanese exclusive comics that have not been in print for years translated into English. I think having, um, official published versions of the Sonic Bible through the years would have been really cool. And if you don't know what the Sonic Bible is, it's uh, Sonic teaching Christianity to young teens. Um, no, it's uh, it's an internal document that Sega would use uh, so that everyone was basically on the same page about Sonic lore, and it was used um, by the marketing team, it would be used by the people making the manuals, it would be used by potentially people making cartoon series or comic books, and yeah, it's kind of like a model sheet, but for like a story, and it changed over the years. And so I, I think it would have been really cool to have something here that we could reference rather than like scans made by fans over the years. Um, I do like these little pages where it shows like, this is like, this is new art. Some of this stuff's new, which I think is really cool. Um, it's like new classic art that's been used fairly recently in um, merchandising and things like that. So it's cool to have it all here. But I think if you're looking for more of an art book, there is one that exists. It was updated as of, I believe, Sonic Mania Plus um, from Cook and Becker. Uh, so if you couple combine that one with this book, I think you probably have the ultimate like Sonic book experience. Um, pick it up for sure. I I do feel though that like saying written by Ian Flynn made a lot of people think there would be a lot more lore than there actually is. And I think, if anything, it just kind of gives us little tidbits like, oh, we can now officially call these guys by these names rather than like uh, badly translated Japanese to English um, translations. Uh, I do wish, though, that they went a little more all out on Sonic 4. I know people hate Sonic 4, but like there are a lot of things in that game that just never was... Um, expanded upon and yeah i just i think it would have been cool for them to officially say like sonic lives or sonic 4 takes place on this island and the name of this gunship is that and the name of this enemy is this i mean they really go all out for some of them but then you get into i mean let's find sonic 4 let's do that so sonic unleashed like unleashed is is pretty cool here they got wentos um I mean, they really go all out, but then Sonic Chronicles actually gets a lot, too. They made Sonic Chronicles non-canon, which I don't know how that rubs some people. Um, boy, did I miss it. I'm not going to look. Oh, here it is. Yeah, so Sonic 4, they don't really go all out. Like, they show that, that, and then I like how they included Episode Metal, but they don't really get all that into it. I guess it probably means that Sega themselves really didn't put too much thought into um, 
into it. But they do mention, you know, like um, Sonic and Tails explore ruins near Never Lake, which is, of course, uh, Little Planet um, is chained to Never Lake. So there's little little mentions there. Um, has some of the enemies, but not all of the enemies, I believe, are named. And then, of course, there's boss fights, which I don't think are expanded upon. Oh, Metal Carrier. Okay, so that's... If there's one thing that I got the scoop on, it's the name of Metal Carrier. I remember when the game came out, I bothered the uh, Sega community managers, and I said, can you give me the name of this ship so I can refer to it in an article? Um, But yeah, you know, it's just... I don't know. I feel like they could have done more. So overall... I, I sound iffy on it, but I really do love this book. I just think that if you are a big-time Sonic fan like I am, you're not going to find too much new information here. It just sort of validates things you've already known or you you thought you knew. But the presentation itself is awesome. I like this, like, different shots from different games. I like this ring cover that opens up. And then, of course, this uh, art print that I'll show off one more time here with uh, Sonic Sonic v. Eggman. So overall, uh, impressed, but um, is it is it what we've been waiting for? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so let's switch back to the main cam here. Um, that about does it for this broadcast. Ugh, I need a new chair, though. Hey, guys, hit me up on uh, PayPal. Buy me a new chair. Because look at this. I'll be doing a show sometimes with George, and then over time, I'll be... <laughs> I'll be like this. Uh, yeah, the the hydraulics are kind of broken. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to this year for Sega. I think we're going to have um, a lot of surprises. I think uh, COVID really delayed a lot of things. So I think we're going to be seeing a huge year for Sonic. I think we are going to be seeing some new surprises. I think a f- one or two franchises will come back from the dead. Uh, including House of the Dead, which um, Corey Maru did mention they're going to be using the gyro controls to uh, do the gun. So I I guess that works. Um, And then, like I said, in two weeks, we're going to have Sonic Yoda from Sega Driven On. And then in four weeks, we're going to be doing a very different episode. What I am going to be doing is I'm going to move back a little bit. I'm going to bring out some hardware. I'm going to have a TV here. I'm going to have the Sega printer hooked up to it there is it's the sega prefund printer um i bought it last year i have not opened it or used it yet so it's kind of gonna i should really plug it in before i record just to be sure it actually works um but yeah we're gonna be playing around with a sega printer if you can believe that and i'm gonna have my friend steve uh aka apoc on he's gonna be kind of like Japanese television style in a little circle down in the corner and he's going to be talking to me while I uh, fiddle around with the Sega printer and we can get it up and running and who knows maybe someone in the chat will win a printout from a Sega printer Um, we'll see how that works so yeah tomorrow uh, Gun Valkyrie Sega Talk drops and then next week we are recording Ill Bleed as a Sega talk. So I'm looking forward to that. And that's going to be a couple Shenmue games. And then I think we're going to be getting into some Sonic stuff. Uh, Sonic Boom, Rise of Lyric will be, <laughs> will be covered. I'm not looking forward to that because I'm covering that. It means I have to finish that damn game. Got to fix that damn door. So uh, overall, excited for 2022. Uh, thank you for all the questions. I'll do another one of these in a few months. It's always uh, always fun to do. Um, don't forget to check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash segabits, and have a fantastic Friday tomorrow, and then it's the weekend, and if you're in America, you get a three-day weekend for some of you, because it's Martin Luther King Day, so don't forget that, because I've gone to work before, and then I realized my office was closed, and so I went, and I helped people, uh, in the streets and in the world. No, I haven't. All right. Stop talking, Barry. Shut up. All right. See you next time. I'm Barry, and remember, welcome to the next level or something.
「うなばらひろく